The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. On the Sabbath, Jesus went through the grain fields. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. Jesus said to them, Have you not read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for him or his companions to eat, but only for the priests. For have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and yet are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. To understand these readings, we have to understand the definition of mercy. Mercy is giving that which is needed most. In the creation account of Genesis, what was needed most at the time, when there was nothing? Existence itself, life itself. And so God, out of his great mercy, brought the universe into being by speaking it forth in great mercy and love. And in each of the days, he called it good. And on the sixth day, when he created man in his image and likeness, he said it was very good. And then he rested on the seventh, the Sabbath. God blessed the Sabbath, and God made it holy. So the Sabbath was very prized and treasured by the Israelites of the Old Covenant because of what happened in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. On Mount Sinai, when God gave the Ten Commandments, the Third Commandment was again, remember, keep holy the Sabbath. And so what they did was they embellished that commandment by minute regulations as to actually what constituted work. They had 39 regulations on what constitutes work. And one of them said, you shall not harvest, that harvesting is classified as work. With that background, the Pharisees see Jesus going through the grain fields with his disciples, and they are plucking heads of grain and rubbing it in their hands because they were hungry, and they take offense because they're doing this on the Sabbath. But Jesus, being Son of God, had a relationship with his Father, and he knew the Father's intention in creating the Sabbath and behind the law, which was mercy, meeting human need. So there is something to be reverenced even more than the Sabbath. We see this in the final parable that Jesus gives in Matthew chapter 25 about the Last Judgment. It's all about mercy, meeting human need. There's nothing about keeping the Sabbath or the technicalities of the law, rather it's mercy. It's, did you feed the hungry and clothe the naked and so on. So yes, the Sabbath was dear to the Father the day on which he rested, but mercy supersedes that. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And now he's showing the Pharisees how to fulfill the law not just keeping the technical requirements, but the deeper spiritual intention behind the law. Jesus says, you have heard that it was said, but I say to you. So he's taking the law and deepening it, 
in terms of mercy, love. Jesus does not discount our need for worship on the Sabbath, but this is not for the sake of God. God does not need our worship or sacrifice. Rather, it's for our benefit. In Mark chapter 2, Jesus said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And he went on to say, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. So Jesus is trying to emphasize the mercy, the love that undergirds keeping the law. Now, that's one aspect of today's gospel. There's a second aspect going on. Because Jesus refers the Pharisees back to the Old Testament when David had a similar situation. He was hungry. He was fleeing from King Saul. He came upon the priest, Abiathar, and he asked the priest, do you have any food? The priest said, all I have is the sacred bread of the presence that was in the temple. It's been taken out after the week. New bread has been presented. But still, the old bread can only be consumed by the priests. But Abiathar said, well, you have need. He gave him the bread. And there's nowhere in the Old Testament where God condemns the priest's action. So Jesus is saying, Pharisees, look what happened in the Old Testament with David. And David is the highest figure in the Old Testament. I am the new David. And my disciples are the new priests because only priests could eat the bread. Jesus is implying here that I'm greater than David and my disciples are the new priesthood. And he will go on at the upper room on Holy Thursday to actually ordain those apostles when he says, do this in memory of me, when he washes their feet. Jesus is saying, I am greater than David and I am greater than the temple. I'm the new temple. It's a claim to divinity. How do we get to the deeper spiritual aspects of the law in our own day, in our own life? Well, here, humility is needed to recognize our neighbor who is in need and to do whatever is necessary to meet that need in humility and compassion. Humility comes from prayer. When we're praying each day, asking God for his understanding, for our understanding of his will, we're submitting to that higher authority. Prayer changes everything, as we know. So in that first reading from Isaiah, chapter 38, we see a perfect example of prayer and humility. King Hezekiah was going through a very difficult period in Israel's history. First of all, the northern ten tribes had been conquered by Assyria. Assyria was now challenging Judah. And Sennacherib, who was the king of Assyria, was saying to Hezekiah, pay me tribute and I will let you live. Of course, he had other motives. He was going to conquer Judah anyway. But Hezekiah turns to prayer and fasting, sackcloth. Isaiah comes to him and says, the Lord has heard your prayer, and Judah will not be delivered. Moreover, you will be healed, because Hezekiah was very sick, and he was on death's door. But he cried out to the Lord for healing, God's will and God healed him. So it was a very important aspect of the Old Testament, even in the midst of the law and all of the technical requirements of the law. Mercy, humility is paramount. When we go to God with that mercy, with our plea, God answers our prayer and reveals to us the deeper aspects of the law and how to live it out in our own lives.
So for the sake of our healing, healing of the culture, the healing of the world, our response is always prayer. How do we meet the needs of our neighbor who are suffering? The best thing we can do is pray for them and then seek God's will as to how to meet that need tangibly, giving ourselves, not tearing someone down, building them up, being generous, forgiving. All of that is at play here in today's readings. With that, let us pray to the Lord.